in a quiet place. If they hear you, they hunt you. Critics are calling A Quiet Place a terrifying thriller that demands to be seen in a crowded theater. A remarkable achievement. It's the most original and scariest movie in years. Who are we if we can't protect them? Emily Blunt, John Krasinski. A Quiet Place, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13, tomorrow night. And welcome to episode number five of Nerd Flow. This is a podcast all about nerd and geek stuff, talking about video games, anime, and comic books. What's up, y'all? Yo, what's up? Man, man, man. Um, I haven't, going on? haven't seen Logan, but uh, yeah, what about that Logan? How <laughs> <laughs> about that Logan? <laughs> all right. I guess. I think, I think Logan really cut a lot of people off. I think they knew it would be good because most of most of all the um, I would say most of the Marvel stuff with Robin and Wolverine been been pretty decent. But I think this one, how good it really is with involving a I guess a little girl character, kind of caught everybody off guard. Yeah, true that. True that. True so that. And I'll, and I'll, I'll definitely check it out pretty soon. Yeah, me too. I'll be doing that for my birthday probably. Well, like that with Power Rangers, probably on the same day. Ain't gonna lie, probably Power Rangers too. Power Rangers probably gonna be a one another sleeper. I saw it; it was really good. Like the action sequences were good and more gory than usual. <laughs> you know how X Men the um well the whole movie actually yeah it was way more gory than the average. X-Men movie. So yeah. <laughs> they kind of took a, a a play from um Deadpool with this one. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Before we get into things of the sorts, uh first off, I want to make sure you guys go and check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash nerdflow. Uh, this is an easy way to support the podcast and gain access to like giveaways, bonus episodes like uh, Speeding Game and Anime Rundown. And then in addition to that, you can also get early access to uh, the episodes before they hit iTunes and Sprinker. Uh, in addition to that, if you guys have any questions you guys want to ask the Nerdflow team, uh, you can send an email over to nerdflowpodcast at gmail.com. So let's get it cracking. Um I'll get into some quick news real quick before we jump into the normal normal topics. Uh, let's talk about some March releases, man. As far as like, it's got a lot of big things going on in video games this month. Uh, of course, um, movies, of course, and some TV shows that are coming to uh, Netflix, of course. Uh, let's see. For video games, man, we got, um, let's see, March 7th, which is tomorrow. Uh, we got Lego Worlds is coming out tomorrow, which is basically Minecraft, but with Legos. So, for those, for those who like... Uh, uh, pretty dope, but I'm probably... <laughs> yeah, I figured you would, because you know you and your son is into the Lego game, so... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, then we got uh, Near Automata. I was playing the demo before we started to record. It's pretty good, and it's got some good ratings so far. It got like a bunch of got a lot of nines going around a lot of places that I saw today. Um, but very, very good game. Um, it's like a post-apocalyptic type thing, type of game with machines, and it's a you have like a drone that floats around you, and you have swords, and then, and then there's another uh, guy with you that, that gets that um, kind of like rides in a mech as well as your partner too. Um, but yeah. Overall, I, from what I played, just a little bit I played before I got on. I'm definitely. I wasn't even. It wasn't even on my radar. But when I when I played the demo just now, I think I'm gonna pick that up. Uh, let's see what else we got for March. Uh, then also tomorrow you got uh, Tom Clancy's uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. I kind of gave my brief opinion on that when I played the beta. I didn't like it too much. Some people liked it. It's kind of like all over the place as far as. Uh, the friends is is because I mean I, I, gave, I decided to give it a try and by by yourself and playing online is is not what I would expect from Tom Clancy and Ghost Recon primarily because the division is like, probably probably so good but if you play it 
typically like with, with people you know or like online in like groups or whatever, then it's it's just decent. I would say it's not it's actually fun, but that's that's the case with all games. So you play with everybody or play with people you know is always fun. Yeah, that's true. True that. True that. True that. Um, especially with the division. Um, shoot, we about the division is actually about to round out. Uh, Wednesday it'll be a whole year since that game has been out. It's drastically improved. I know I got it like day one. I dropped off when it just lulled a little bit, and then when they came up with the updates and stuff like that, it got so much better. And then they had the last new update for the last expansion for year one came out last week. So it's a whole completely different game. Um, I, I'm I'm really into it now more than I was in the beginning. So, uh, then we got March 21st. We got Mass Effect Andromeda, which of course everybody's gonna be on that. Um, oh wow! On March. Um, and then March 28th, we got Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 remix. So just to give y'all, because I know we <laughs> talked like two two episodes ago. It's like it's the Kingdom Hearts series has got very confusing with all these point fives and remixes and HD remixes. So basically what this is, just to clarify for those who may be confused or is as confused as I am or as we are, um, it's the 15th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts. Uh, it's a collection of six remastered titles for PS4. So it's uh, it's not just one game; it's six games in one. So, um, and then we also got uh, also coming out on March 28th is MLB The Show 17. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's see. As far as movies, let's see. We already mentioned, you know, every, of course, everybody knows Logan is out. Um, then we got um, mm-hmm. Iron Fist next week, next Friday on Netflix that's coming out. I'll be binge watching that all weekend. Um, trying to see anything else on the home front. Yeah, okay, we got Power Rangers comes out on the 24th. And I want to say that's it. As far as. Um, Anything that's new that's coming out, as far as in, um, as far as movies or just comic book related. Uh, some other quick news: we got Outlast Two. Uh, for those who love that title, uh, actually has a release date uh, for April twenty fifth. Um, for those who use PlayStation View for their cable, which I'm one of those people, they just added a multi view feature uh, to the service, so you can not not only watch one thing at a time, you can watch three things at one time. So that's a good feature that I'm gonna be taking advantage oh. of. And then um, Horizon Zero Dawn came out on last Tuesday, and it was uh, from the executives from Sony. They said this is this had this game has had the best debut of any game in Sony's history. Amazing! Wow. Amazing. So, and I'd definitely be picking that up. That's without a doubt. So, definitely got to get my hands on that. Uh, let's see. This week, let's see. We're going to jump into, um, let's see. Let's jump into comics real quick. Uh, as far as what's going down in, in comic books and superhero stuff. Oh, uh, they announced last week, uh, they cast it for Inhumans, which was a movie at some point, And then it double backed and became... They pulled it, the release date for it, and then it became something else. Uh, but I finally got some clarification on what it really is. So this is going to be very different from how Marvel has done any of their um, like properties in general when it comes to when it comes to their um, TV shows and movies all together. So Inhumans will have it's going to be it's going to be a TV series altogether, but they're going to debut it in IMAX. Um, I think I'm like sometime in September. And then from there, they're going to, it's going to be like, I think it's there's maybe a minimum of two episodes they're going to show, four episodes they're going to show. And then after that, a couple weeks later, then the show will debut. That'll, and they'll be going from the show format from that point going forward. So, <clears throat> so anybody hyped about humans in there at all? <laughs> <laughs> Not, not as much as I was hyped about the Punisher. Yeah, but it's just I don't, I don't know. Per <laughs> se, yeah. I think they're just riding this train because the other ones have been so successful. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I have to see the first episode. I guess. Yeah, probably. Uh, we'd probably be more excited if we see like which route they're going with it. Right. Make an assessment based upon that, but I think it's too early to tell right now. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are. I mean, because it's not really a, a Marvel property that everybody's familiar with, like you know, Spider Man, 
um, Captain America, stuff like that. Inhumans is something that's never really been touched on too much as far as unless you're just a comic book. I mean, unless you're a diehard comic book head. So it's uh, it'll be something that probably people end up people it'll end up growing on people and people want to learn and learn more and know more about uh, the Inhumans world. I know the rumor in the beginning was to how to introduce them. It was going to be through Marvel's Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, I can't really say if that's the case this season because I've completely missed this entire entire season this year. I got to catch up once it ends. Um, this season was mostly Ghost Rider. Yeah, that's what that's yeah. that's the only part I caught was the very beginning because I wanted to see that part. Right. But the only, the only character I'm familiar with in humans is Black Bolt and Medusa because I watched Spider Man Unlimited. So um, and there's some other characters, but I don't really know a whole lot about that. I think the one I know the most about is Black Bolt. The most that I know the most about. So, so we will see. Um, as far as uh, we kind of slowly jumped into our opinions on Logan. Uh, I know Tink, you went to go see it. Um, yeah. So would you out of okay? So, out of 10, what would you give it? I give it a solid maybe seven and a half to an eight. There we go. Somebody have some honest pain. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so, everybody's like, oh, man, this is the best movie ever. I'm like, no. No, it wasn't. It wasn't because it, it's a lot of, like, gaps. Like, how did, well, I can't even, uh, I don't want to give it away. Okay, we won't get no spoilers. I know some of us have Right, I'm sorry. Stuff, so. I know. It's just, I give it a solid seven and a half to an eight because of the scenes. They actually gave, like, that gory, like, rage of what Wolverine is capable of. Like, he had his claws going through people's skulls and you can see the skulls and like hear it and it's like, oh, okay. I see, I see. You got that, you got that cue from Deadpool. Okay, okay. And and it gave the the X-23, like it gave a little origin of how she became the way she became and but it's still not directly from the comics. Mm-hmm. They like took, like they always do, takes bits and pieces and put together their own story take of it. But overall, it was action packed all the way through. It's a good way for Hugh to go out. And he said he wasn't doing any more Wolverine. So, I mean, it's a good way for him to go out. So, that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> now, here's a big question because mm-hmm. you already know everybody's gonna have this high expectation of, um, because if they ever decide they want to recast for the Wolverine character, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a big deal of who plays it, and they're gonna be very critical of whoever plays it. Now, here's my take mm-hmm. on it, and you guys can give y'all take on it as well. Um, okay. now what I think which should be how they should go with it, I think they shouldn't even recast for Wolverine, recast for Wolverine role. I think they right. should pick an older female to play X-23 and she's a new Wolverine going forward and just leave it at that. I think that should be the best route they should go. I do also think that Fox should consider doing the Spider-Man thing and inject Hugh Jackman and give him his wish of becoming mm-hmm. an Avenger and put him in Infinity War, either somewhere in between, either the second one or the first one, and put him uh-huh. in, put him in there. That's because and just do that with the property because he said that's the only way he would consider coming back is to be an Avenger. So I would at least give that wow. license over, give that license yeah. the Wolverine license, give that license over back to Marvel so they can use him in um, the, the MCU. Okay. Yeah. He, would have to, he would pretty much have to be in Infinity Wars Part 2. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah. yeah, they already yeah, came in one already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say at some point they would, that's that's how I think they should handle the whole Wolverine thing. Don't recast for another guy because it's just not going to be received well at all. And just roll with X-23. Either depending on how old that girl is in that movie, you can still use her for like flashback scenes. Um, but I would cast the older female to play X-23. And be done with it. And she's in, in, she's in the ring going forward. 
Um. All right. Um, then we got um, Iron Fist. Iron Fist comes out next week. Um, I know me and Tink said the same thing for the for we watch Arrow. So um, Iron Fist has a the trailer gives Aaron Iron Fist a very Arrow esque feel to it from rich guy yeah. parents that own the company. <laughs> Went missing for a certain amount of time, came back to reclaim his company, and now he knows like all these fighting styles, and you know, guy knows how to use a bow and arrow, knows how to fight. So with when him. they were writing comic books back in the fifties and stuff, they only had one premise: either you're, they only had three premises: either you're a mutant, you're a rich guy with means. Or you got bit by something radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> all the thing they can come up with. <laughs> That's like the formula for the superhero. This is the everlasting formula. Walking through the they become a superhero. Or I mean, I don't know. I think that that would actually take a new superhero is somebody come up with something that hasn't been done or a I don't know that was formed in a way that. Not the norm. Yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah, well, shoot, Hancock was kind of that, but anyway, but that's a whole other thing. I love a little different. So, like, when I, I I see, like, Hancock is the one that takes the cakes for the asshole superhero. Yeah. He, he like, like, I tried comparing Hancock to Deadpool as far as who's the biggest, bigger asshole. And Hancock was. I'm gonna go Deadpool now. <laughs> well, you know, Deadpool got a bigger. He has more to go off of because we only saw Hancock for a movie. I think they did a didn't they do a comic for Hancock at one point when the movie came out like afterwards or something like that I'm not sure of that I remember seeing one I don't know who uh, I don't know who came up with the comic if it was a DC property or a Marvel property or just somebody else that's off of uh, you know another not well known comic book company I mean you either one or the other honestly but uh, let's see I want to look this up real quick. See what this actually. Ah, it was a Marvel. It's Marvel. Okay. Hmm. So I guess you can consider him in the Marvel universe. Mm. But the, but the character was created after the, the comic book was created after the movie because the the character in the comic book looks too much like Will Smith. So it was definitely created afterwards. So yeah. All right. Uh, let's see what we got here. We got um. Anybody got got anything for comics that comics that may not be on the agenda? Before I can switch over to video games. Mm, nah, not me. No. All right. Let's see what we got. All right. Um. In video games, uh, let's start with the uh, Zelda man. Um. Kind of touched. We touched on Zelda last week, as far as with the great um, masterpiece and ten out of tens, and all this good stuff that it got on last week when the um, ending name system now the Switch launched. Um, so it has got a lot of great reviews. Um, some have said some of the best Zelda in a very very long time that's came from it, um, and. I don't know what we consider Zelda a a console seller for the Switch. Like, it was a thing where it's just. I mean, what I'm saying is the only reason, uh, honestly, if they didn't have Zelda, no one would buy Yeah. And I'll with you too. I mean, you know, I'm a diary Zelda. I'll damn near believe in Zelda. But the only thing, because um, I've, I've actually played a, a good amount of it. Um, and the, the the pet peeve I have is, is across the board. And, and I'll be honest with you, they probably. Or something for it is your your uh, your weapon stamina. Like once your um, once your weapon breaks, um, that's it. Like you you don't use it no more in the game. You can't get it no more in the game. So when you go to those temples, like those legendary weapons, they all have like a certain um, break point. And normally, honestly, once you fight one or two bosses, those weapons break and then they're gone. So um, 
I know a lot of people are having issues with that, which I agree. I mean, it's annoying. It really is annoying because I, I bought like one one enemy and then my, my sword was gone. So I had to go, uh, go get another one. So it's, I don't know, that, that's probably the most annoying part. So I would, I would give Zelda a nine um, because I feel like everything else, it was perfect, but the game itself isn't perfect. You get a 10. I feel like a game that gets a 10 is absolutely perfect and Zelda's not perfect. Okay. Yeah, I heard about that whole weapon break thing. I was kind of like... Kind of like average on that. When I'm thinking, I'm thinking it meant like it's. I didn't know if your. I didn't know it was your primary weapon that like broke. That's almost oh, yeah. kind of like playing a first person shooter, and that gun has special bullets, and it doesn't. You don't can't find any more bullets in the game, so you got to get rid of the gun. Exactly, and then at that point, you can't use that gun more until you find it. Yeah, so it's basically the same thing. So it's actually it's like it's really annoying because the fact of. But you find these really, they're really good weapons, especially when you go to those temples. Like, I feel like what they should do, have it to where once you go to those temples and you earn those weapons, those should be the only ones that I feel like maybe don't break. I guess if they want to, if they want to ask for realism to it. Right. And the ones you can find and forge and build, those of course, okay, I can understand those have a lifespan. Cause that's, a, that's, how, that's the case across the board on Skyrim and all other RPG games. Right. The only difference is to repair them. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, but yeah, across the board, so far so good with uh with Zelda, and um I haven't heard anything else. I mean, all the other games have been been getting kind of like subpar, um subpar reviews on them. Um, I know overall consensus so far pretty good. I mean, the I mean everybody's really taking advantage of the portability of the Switch and everything like that. I know me and Young was in uh some game a GameStop this weekend, uh looking at some things. And um, what a- like all the accessories and stuff they have for the Switch are like just they have some really cool accessories, especially like the uh, we saw like the uh, what the, what are, I can't even think the of Zelda headphones and cases and yeah stickers for the console and, and, and the stuff controllers, like that. Yeah, yeah. What I don't like about the Switch is you know those those joysticks. Like you have to buy them separately. With those two little joysticks, like if you wanted to go buy buy two of them, that's gonna be eighty dollars because they're no, that's gonna be a hundred dollars because they're forty nine ninety nine a piece. And um, like why would I go buy just one of them? You know what I'm saying? Then you need the um the middle piece to actually charge it as well. There's other, there's other. Yeah, so. Yeah, they selling. So this is this is not it's not new for Nintendo to do. They did the thing with the Wii. Like they made all their money on accessories. Like people bought bought the crap out of those motion controllers, and then when they came out the Motion Plus Two, people bought those controllers even more. So Nintendo makes their money on accessories. So that's a main reason why they did it on purpose, which is just a, a smart you know way of doing business. You know, so yeah, the whole personal personalization piece is yeah yeah yeah. But a lot of video game companies, I mean, true, I mean, true enough though, a lot of video game companies do make their money off accessories and stuff like that. They don't, they don't really recoup a lot from, uh, the actual game. yeah, from video games. They only get like a small piece of that because most of that stuff goes back to the developer for the most part. So. Yeah, their their job, they're just, they they paid, uh, like, for example, like Sony Microsoft, they paid them a certain portion to allow them to have a game in the system. Other than that, they don't make sales off of it. Off of it. Even like the uh, patches, all that goes to developers. That's why every company now in every huge game company they do these patches because they make it. So- yeah, yeah. They make a lot, of them. and and Sony they only get a certain portion. So they have all the developers. So in my opinion, and and all of us that have been playing games over decades and years, if you notice, and and I guess I guess been a diehard gamer, I guess it kind of hurts too because it feel like they I guess they kind of taking advantage of gamers. The fact of most of the games that come out, they're not complete. So they purposely, I feel like, release complete games and so they can release patches later and add-ons later to release a game, in my opinion, that should have been that way from the jump. So if you think about it, we shouldn't have patches. The stuff that they're adding on should just be given to us free. We're paying already for seven hours for the game. So it's like we're just we're basically paying for a game that's going to have more add-ons for the, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you you already pay $60, $65 for a game. Yeah. And then they come out with the thirty nine ninety nine DLC. It's like that, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then they don't come out with just one DLC. Like, like (laughs) Black. I mean, like Call of Duty is notorious for 
They come because, out like, huh? hatch like every week. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so you're right. So, so gamers, we get, and I feel like not enough attention has been paid to it. And me as a gamer, I don't want to, I guess, put too much attention on it because like I feel like it hurt the gaming community a little bit. I like it because it does gaming itself a lot of money. So. So because I don't know, I, like I feel like I, because I will be at E3 and I, I will talk to a few developers. But like, how how you guys feel about there are there are these group of communities of gamers who do feel like everyone's on board and have this coalition of of developers that are just releasing games that are incomplete and say, hey, we'll just release a version of this game and later on we'll add about four or five patches or thirty dollars each and we'll, we'll just make more money off it and we'll have the complete game. Yeah, that's how a lot of them have been funding their. A lot of them have having they've been funding like future projects and stuff like that, and it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, the, now the price on gaming though, like we got to remember though a lot, and I know a lot of us kind of forget because during that time when we were younger, we didn't really buy games. Look at the price of games. We just told our parents that hey, we want that. Because if you think about it, the ten, you you know Nintendo sixty four games. There was some eighty dollar Nintendo sixty four games out there. Was, it was $80. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're a little bit cheaper now, but as far as like. The, they are cheaper. Yeah, but yeah. the collective cost, if you if you want to invest into DLC now, I will say this though. Finish though. Yeah, no, nah, the patch part, the patch part, I do agree with with them, you know, adding things or not, you know, not patching something or a feature or just or just yeah. glitched that, you know, they fix it once it launches. What they do now is like, okay, we'll just add it later. Okay, we'll just add it later. We'll just add mm-hmm. it later. Like all those companies that get into that habit now of, hey, we'll just add it later mindset. I feel like, um, I feel like season passes are freaking too dang on expensive, man. I'm like, uh, I look at some season, they're like forty dollars. I remember like back when I season passes were the thing, they were like twenty. Look, well, yeah, twenty mm-hmm. bucks pass. I think is beyond fair because now, okay, guess what? Twenty bucks. Now I'm getting additional content. I'm getting free content at that point because do a lot of free stuff. Worth it. So now I don't feel like I'm buying the rest of my game. <laughs> Like yeah. three, like four months from now, like Battlefield One. Battlefield One has some really good, um, uh, some really good uh, expansion, a uh, really good expansion coming out actually. But it's like, okay, you're adding another army, so like this, so it's like, okay, why can I just not be either free or been including the game from the beginning? So uh, they do it one to save time and make more money. Yeah, yeah. Other thing they're adding to game. I was gonna talk about this on uh, speaking game is the. Uh, I'm starting to see a lot of the microtransactions is getting put in the games, like a whole whole lot. The division yep. just added microtransactions, and I'm like, like I know it's cosmetic. I get it. It's just it doesn't affect the game as a whole, but it does. You know, some people are very into customizing their character with different colors and just making it. So you know, the game is like really. Really banking from that is Roblox. Oh, the yeah. Game is like, <laughs> I know that because my son, and I'm looking like, why do you pay for You got to pay for a shirt. You gotta yeah. You got to pay for the jump high. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> so, Street Fighter is saying. My way, eight year old is all over Roblox. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's really cool. i really be honest with you. So it's like developers are saving an insane amount of money because the graphics aren't all that, but it's just like there's so many different mini games that keeps kids like enthralled. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. all. A microtransaction and their parents would spend a lot of money. I'd be honest, I'd spend probably a hundred dollars on my on damn Roblox. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so but so I think I think that is a smart concept, but do it in a way to where it's geared towards everyone. And Roblox is definitely geared towards everyone. But you know, like Little Big Planet was somewhat on that same level yeah. too. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. They had uh-huh. so oh my god, it was like name any any freaking cartoon or anything you can think of that makes that exactly. look like it is sell it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of, it was awesome at first. I, I have to admit, I, I fell for the trap. I, I got all three like games and was into it at one point. And then it, I don't know, I guess it got old. Uh, other games came came out. <laughs> so. Yeah, Little Big Planet was basically, uh, it was basically PlayStation's Mario Maker, pretty much. For the most part. Right. That's, that's primarily all it was. Sackboy was, you know, one, they wanted to be their Mario for the, for, mm-hmm. for the most part. That got more support. Little Big Planet would be bigger than what it was. It's still big, but it was. You know, right. It was. Hey, y'all. No, a game I was playing the other day on my emulator, Vector Man. Y'all remember Vector oh, Man? Yes, I remember Vector Man. <laughs> <laughs> I had it on Sega. 
goodness. Yeah. I was playing pro rapper the rapper the, the other day. Because uh, oh, PlayStation, wow. <laughs> PlayStation Now had it and you know, PlayStation Now actually has has got to where it's really cool. So actually I pay for that every month. Now my son loves it because he can go in there and pick any game he wants and, and play. Okay, so that's a man good... for rapper the rapper, I pretty much did it like you'll do a bass a bad sounding C D. I pretty <laughs> I just I lifted my room window up. Like after about two days of playing it, I lifted my room my room window up and just threw the disc out the window. Like rapper rapper for dope though. <laughs> the first DJ hero. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> DJ hero. I was on DJ Hero. You know, DJ Hero was pretty cool too. Speaking of uh now that you mentioned uh PlayStation PlayStation Now, um this is a good segue for this Xbox Game Pass, man. Um so yeah. Xbox last week announced that they're going to be doing a their basically their own version of Netflix, but for video games. Um, you'll basically be able to the games will change out monthly, uh, just just like Netflix. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, it's going to be nine ninety nine a month. So um, in effect of this. Um, GameStop stock just like plummeted the following day, uh, due to this. Um, I mentioned this on Spitting Game, uh, last week's episode about how this is just, it's, it's gonna be the nail in the coffin for them, especially, and this is the other thing that's yeah. going to really be a game changer at E3. You know, Sony has to counter to this Game Pass thing that Xbox has, and I got a feeling that. Um, because Sony is already for, uh, for PlayStation now, they've already removed some of the devices like TVs and the PS3 from this actual, as far as devices that it's compatible with, I think starting April 1st. So it's only the PS4 and PC. So with that being said, um, I, I got a feeling that E3, they're gonna, they're gonna drop the price on that service in $9.99 a month to compete with Xbox Game Pass. They have to. And also make it where you can actually save the games, not only just stream them, but you have the choice to stream them, but you can also download them to your, to your PS4. I mean, to your, to your PS4. I think that's gonna be the two things they may add in E3. Okay. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of surprises at E3, a lot of shockers, especially because, you know, Xbox got their the new system coming out. And then, so I think, I don't know, I think this is probably going to be the most excited in E3 they've, they've done in, in a while, especially because now it's going to be open to the public. So I think it's going to be huge. So, yeah. yeah. It, and actually, what well, developers and, the, and all those guys know that it's going to be a, a bigger audience because it's open to the public. Mm-hmm. They're going to come with a lot of surprises. Yeah. What, um, yeah, with E3, um, I know they were showing off the, um, as far as like the space itself, or they had like the floor map, and Sony and Nintendo take up a, they have a gigantic area between the two. Xbox. Watch them Nintendo E3 this year. Huh? So watch out for, e- for Nintendo this year. Yeah, I know, because they haven't, and that's the other thing about mm-hmm. with, with Nintendo, I really do hope that they actually take the stage this year. <clears throat> and not do it like in the digital form like they've done in the past because it's almost yeah. kind of like, oh, we're ashamed of our Wii U, so we're just going to send you guys this video to show what we're doing, but we're really not trying to compete with everybody else because we think we're different, but we're really not. So <laughs> so I really hope they, you know, I really hope they come with a, a new spokesperson uh, that can just kind of just relate and exude that excitement um, for the Switch and then kind of just announce a lot of games that are not Mario, that are not another inception of of Zelda and Mario Kart and Super Smash Bros. We already know you're going to come and bring us and give us that. We need new stuff. So. <clears throat> and I think that's what people are tired of. They're tired of the same, same repetition from Nintendo. Like they came out the Wii. All right, cool. We got a nice Smash Bros. We got a nice Mario Kart. We got a nice Zelda. All right, cool. The Wii U came out. We got a nice Zelda. We got a Smack Kart. And so it's like the same thing. So it's not like, all right, cool. We know you guys are going to do that. So now, but what more now? And I, honestly, if you look at all the people who were on the fence about the Switch and were reading about it, which I'm one of them too, is all right, other than Zelda and all the, your, your, major, your main things, like what else are you guys giving us? Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the, that's the big, big thing with them is like they got to come with, they got to come with the third party support to, 
to really show that they have people backing them and it's not just them putting out games. And then on top of that, they got to come out at, they got to come out with at least um, they got to come out with at least two or three new IPs just to show that, OK, yes, we are vested. We are making new games that you've never seen before that are geared toward a mature audience. You, we understand you're going to get the you're going to get the kids. The kids are going to always flock to the yeah. portable and to the 3DS. That's just that's a given. Mario, it's always been uh, relatable to the younger to the younger generation. So you've already you already have them. They, they all their characters look like cartoons or people are going to they're going to parents are going to want to have their kids play that because it's just it looks mm-hmm. it looks relatable to a younger crowd so they have that they have that crowd already their problem is that they need to you know get back. yeah they need to get back the game the gamers like us that are 30 somethings but we're looking we want to play nintendo because that's the first console we ever touched and played but we also want right. to play something that's of our age group on there as well so okay. the problem I see the Nintendo running into, especially with the Switch, is the size of the cartridge. Unless they go out and they, um, you know, prioritize making an SD card that can hold more than what is supporting right now. Yeah, they're not going to get any third party games because with with PlayStation being on disc, with Xbox being on disc, and PC is on disc, other companies aren't going to want to dumb their games down to fit them onto an SD card. Yeah, it depends on what the capacity of SD card, because, I mean, if we talk back to, let's say, the inception of when the Vita came out, I would see that being a very, very big problem. Um, but, I mean, now... They have SD cards that are up to like five, twelve gigabyte now, which in shoot and back in the day, man, that was a portable hard drive or a desktop hard drive. You had to carry it around and now you can just freaking put it in your pocket. So I don't think it's gonna be too big of an issue for them. I mean, cause I mean the Vita is pretty much same same media that they're using. And it hasn't been too much of a big deal for them. It's just been again, like the Vita has the same problem. Um, with AAA games, they've kind of the, the P, PS Vita has kind of become um, the indie console, pretty much for like nothing but indie games. It doesn't really have. It kind of gave us Uncharted, gave us Killzone, gave us um, a couple more other um, somewhat AAA titles and stuff like that. But after that, it just became the the indie portable console um, at that point. But I think that if um, I know that the Switch has been tested up to it's been tested up to 512 uh, as far as 512 uh, gigabyte for the system. The actual card does not exist yet. So that means it will be something that eventually eventually they'll start coming out with the makers who make SD cards and stuff like that. Um, Kingston Sanders, people like that. Um, But I know right now, the highest right now you can probably get your hands on would be a 256. So and it also depends on how big the games are. As well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the size on a on a Switch game at this point. I don't. I don't think. I know. I think I've came across an article, but I know when I looked at it, I think they're not. They're not your typical Xbox, PS4 size type games. I can tell you that much. And then when you think about it, you know, graphics take up a lot of the space right. along with the content. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And the only way I can see them. The only way I can see them capitalizing on this or what they'll try to do into a larger size car come out, they're going to they gonna resort to what we were just talking about. They're going to come out with a bunch of DLCs because your game's going to be incomplete. And then with those DLCs, you're going to have to have another, you're going to have to go buy your own um, SD card in order to save on it. Yeah, very much true. And I know you can't even. There's some other limitations too with the with the whole SD card thing. You can't even. I know they were saying some things over the weekend about as far as transferring games from, I guess, from one switch to another another switch. I guess from those who are you know fortunate enough to buy two of them. So. <laughs> but um, I mean, only it just came out. You know, that's why I usually buy Generation Two. Um, consoles. I want to see, you know, I want to see them work out all the bugs first before I purchase it because 
I don't want to be pissed off, you know, <laughs> when they come out with this generation two and then my my shit still messing up. Well, that that too, and, and the fact that I mean, like I the the person about uh, Switch gonna be around the holidays. More likely to have Mario button, of course. Yeah, Mario Odyssey should be out by the holidays. Yeah, that's that's yeah. definitely when that comes out. Um, so so it's gonna be a better bundle. Um, definitely more games. Right. Uh, there's actually quite a few games they haven't announced. I know E3 gonna be some shockers. So I think holidays are gonna be the perfect time for Nintendo, and I think that's that's why I think more most of people gonna buy one. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely in the bundle. The bundle deal is definitely gonna be the gonna be the thing for them. Um, all right, um, Destiny. Destiny just announced. I'm a Destiny player. Uh, not everybody else here on the podcast is, but um, Age of Triumph update coming out at the end of this month. They'll be doing a couple of uh, Twitch streams to debut uh, the last update for year what uh, Destiny One content before they would come out with Destiny Two uh, later on this year. Um, kind of some speculations is that they want to bring back, um, they're going to bring back as far as some of the older raids, um, that they had from destiny year one, uh, which is like four raids that they have right now. Um, so that's going to be really the big thing. And that's going to hopefully last me through the summer till destiny two comes out. So, um, <laughs> I'll definitely be, definitely be on that when it comes out on the 28th. Um, and then they talked about some other things about how uh, certain things from your character will not carry over to Destiny 2, which I'm kind of cool mm-hmm. with as far as because I have you have a vault where you keep all your weapons in your in your different um, armor and all that stuff. And my is kind of full. So I'm kind of fine with that. I don't want to take all that stuff over to the to a new game. So I'm kind of fine with that. So um, young Neo, what you got, man? Yeah, man. Um, yeah. He's getting your butt kicked hard as hell. <laughs> <laughs> like for real though, man. Like the the controlling your stamina, that's what's what what gets your butt kicked. And like when you're fighting demons, they have this aura around them that sucks all your stamina. Mm-hmm. And um, like, and then, like, to fight these big demons, you got to use heavy weapons. And that, like, if you swing an axe two times, then your stamina is gone. So, like that that demon I was fighting while I was streaming, I finally beat him. But it took me like to beat him. It took all of about ten minutes to beat him. Because you had to be real patient. It's not like how you go in and you just, you know, knock something across his head a couple of times and there you go. You're trying <laughs> but, to make cry. <laughs> yeah, that's basically <laughs> what I was trying to do. Uh, but it's controlling. But it's it's a cool game though because um, I once I beat the demon, I moved up, moved on through the map and um. I, I came to find out that there you got you gonna learn ninja skills, you're gonna learn samurai skills, you're gonna learn ninjutsus, jitsus. Um so basically it's a samurai version to me from what I'm seeing. So far it's a samurai version. It's like they combine a samurai it's like they combine ninja gaiden with Naruto with Walking Dead. Oh wow! And don't forget, Wes, and then it's very bloodborne type too as well. It's like bloodborne, a whole lot. Um, so, what would you give? But it, you know, you had uh, right now. I'm giving it about an eight. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah, everybody been saying that's I, a, that's a must pick up. Yeah, man, it's um, oh boy, but like <laughs> I, I've come to find out. That I am a sniper with a bone arrow and a flintlock shotgun. Oh, there's guns too. Yeah, you got a flintlock shotgun and you got a bone arrow. Like with the flintlock shotgun, if you ain't if you aim for the head, it's over with 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 the humans. Now you shoot a demon with a flintlock, you might you might as well just 
rush it and start cutting. <laughs> but with with the humans, you shoot them in the head, it's a wrap. Mm. Like their whole head just fly off. Okay. So, but you know, I, it's it's still so much more. I gotta learn about the game because as you learn more as the game progresses so you have to go and unlock skills the more you go you unlock skills to get to learn your ninjutsus your uh, ninjutsus your jitsus and your magic and all that stuff so but like the, the crazy thing about it you're in Japan but you're an Englishman from London that all of a sudden you get to Japan and you know how to use katana, you know how to use a bow, you know how to use the staff, you you know how to use all these ninja moves and stuff. So basically you're, so Tom, that's what so basically like, you're Tom Cruise in the last samurai. <laughs> I can't even insult the man like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even do that. I ain't gonna even do that to William. That's the character's name, William. I ain't gonna even do that to him. We will have a simple American name, William. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? It didn't think is I would be happier if he could jump and flip and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, because he'll be more like you from um, Ninja Game. Mm-hmm. You know, if he could flip and do stuff like that. As far as the sword play, it's like Ninja Gaiden, like with the different weapons and stuff. But like, dude is very limited. He can't do no wall running, no flipping over nobody. Only thing like he, he just you gonna roll and block. <laughs> Man, so so in essence, then you know, you actually probably may really like. Uh, you may want to try to download. Um, Near Automata, uh, and test that out. You may like it because she's very, um, it's a female main character. Um, but I think you probably may like this. And she said, you, you, you know, as far as being so limited on jumping and stuff like that, oh, she does a whole lot of that in, in Nier. Um, I'm sorry, man. Like, right now, I'm focused on oh, no, this know, Neo man. game. So now, like, trying anything else, I just go, <laughs> it's gonna be a waste of time. No, I know, man. I ain't say go buy the game. I say go try the demo. <laughs> no, I'm saying I can't even try the demo right now. Like my game is on pause right now. I paused it so yeah. I could boy, come and do the pause podcast. Boy, so when I finish, I can go finish doing what I was doing. Boy, you are like you are like the freaking you are like you in Nintendo days. It's like man, I gotta pause it. Do not cut my game system off. I'm gonna cut the TV off, and when I come back, I'm gonna unpause it. I'm gonna finish playing. <laughs> Man, my mom used to make me mad going there. I got the TV turned off, the game paused, especially on my Sega. Like, like <laughs> if I had made it like to Death Egg or something on Sonic, and I, you know, you weren't saving games back then. I come home like, yeah, I'm finna finally be Robot Nick. Turn the TV on. Man, what the? F- cut <laughs> 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 the game off. <laughs> Mom, why you turn my game on? You don't be running up my power leaving that yeah, game yeah. on. <laughs> this game ain't even eating up your damn power. <laughs> <laughs> why you in my room, Mom? <laughs> uh-huh. I wish I would have said that. I wouldn't have no friends. <laughs> 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 Oh man, those were the days. <laughs> no save points, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, the only game that you could save on back in those times was Zelda. I never and see the thing is, man. See, when I get my Switch, it'll be the first time I'm playing a Zelda. I mean, I won't say the first time. I did play the GameCube one when it came with my GameCube, but other than that, I really wasn't into. When I got my Nintendo back in the day, I wasn't into Zelda. I don't think I even knew about Zelda till like afterwards, till like maybe the Super Nintendo. I was all I was Mario see, and Ninja Turtles, man. See, yeah. and and for those reasons, it's stuff like that that's gonna make me learn the uh, Raging Demon. <laughs> oh man! Oh, because oh, well, of silly stuff like that. There's no person I met that. Oh, 
Man, that was a that was a freaking. I'm in a PS4, um, an Xbox One group, and they were talking about that on set on uh, I think on Friday. And got put up a post like, how many of y'all never plays it? It was a lot of people. So I ain't the only really? one. Yeah, I'm not the only one. And I ain't even the only one, but it's rare. Yeah. No, yeah, it really is. I mean, Zelda was one of the first games I had. The first two games I had on Nintendo was Zelda, the gold tape, and Mario with Duck Hunt and Track and Field on it. Okay, let's 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 talk about this gold. Let's talk about this goldness that Zelda used to have. What was the point of it being gold? Exclusive. I mean, I don't know. It was just, I mean, I mean, for the most part, so it's exclusive. I mean, that was that was Nintendo's signature thing anyway. Because you have when there was a special edition of Mario and Nintendo logo. Was out. So you remember Nintendo logo is gold. So that was just them signifying that it's a signature series of a a game up there. So that's the only reason why. Yeah, and see, they, that. they made that Zelda tape. See, the gold tape was a special edition yeah. because you could also get it in a great cartridge. Yeah. Yeah, but the know. gold tape was like, it came in a, a special case and everything. Yeah. And the thing about, the thing about people forget about Zelda, I mean, some people forget about Zelda, people who do their history and don't have played Zelda. Like, Zelda started off as, you know, as, a, <laughs> as, as two people just basically creating their own dungeons and they basically try to Figure out each other's dungeons. That's how Zelda started off, and because it did yep. well, dungeons part they started they they added a story aspect to it. So it started off just just pe- people playing as a dungeon um, game, and so the people loved that. So like, okay, we'll add a story, and they just somehow did an amazing story too. Yeah, because actually it was supposed to be Dungeons and Dragons. They yeah. were really working on trying to come up with a video game for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Zelda, like, that was <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Uh, all right, y'all. So we didn't have any anime this week, unfortunately. You guys can go to Patreon, become a patron, and you can listen to Young on Anime Rundown uh, as he talks about uh, this ep- this week's episode of Dragon Ball Super. Um, we're going to get into Ultimate Battle this week. So this week we got the Punisher versus Batman. So who would win out of these two? They both uh, don't have any significant powers. It's basically human being versus human being, but some very, Batman. very, very, very dangerous humans at that, though. Batman. Batman. Not the Punisher? Batman. No. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get this over with right now. All right. Batman exactly. Gonna back. Batman <laughs> going to shoot him with the no grappler hook. Oh. Debate at all with that. Like, you know what like you really could have came up with a better fight than this, right? But uh, okay, yeah, but how you put the ball, man. Batman okay. can figure out anything, dude. Okay, but here's the thing, though. Batman, um, depending on which version, okay, depending on which version of Batman that you fight. No, if it's uh, uh, stop. Oh, wait, hold. Oh, wait, I'm not gonna even let you. Yeah, I know, like, like this. I'm, I'm gonna hit you out though. I'm gonna hit you. Okay. Let him explain, y'all. Okay, Batman. Batman doesn't kill anybody. The Punisher is quick to kill anybody. Even come on, dude. He even tried to kill Spider Man. He's an anti hero. Okay. Okay. Still though. <laughs> I'm gonna break this down to you. <laughs> Batman is an assassin that doesn't kill. The and yeah. he has unlimited it, it, means. Okay, you, did you hear yeah. okay, the Punisher did gotta you deal just with hear what you just said? Did you just hear what you just said? You said an assassin that does not kill. <laughs> does that make any sense to you? Exactly. He, 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 he put you in a situation to where you don't come back at him. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Batman will make the Punisher kill himself. He'll be yeah, exactly. He'll murk himself. You know what I'm saying? So he don't have to. That's, 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 that's the only person that keeps coming at Batman is Joker. We know how the Joker is. We ain't gotta talk about him. So that's a different subject for a different day. <laughs> you would have did better. You would have had a better fight saying Darth Vader versus Batman. Exactly. Yeah. Really? 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 Vader would have won it automatically with the force. Come on, people. I'm just saying. Did you see that fight? Did you watch that fight on YouTube? He could fold Batman without. Man, it's a computer generated fight. They're like, no, man. The force is. No. Yeah, I know. He is a freaking Sith. Seriously, Batman only? Yeah, nah. It's a wrap. Or you could have did Batman versus Iron Man. We'll do that another time. Uh, that's, yeah, I mean, oh, that's, a, that's a good one because, you know, Iron Man got a lot of gadgets too. Yeah, you know, the so rich boys fight. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know what. Let the rich fight. Black Panther and Batman. How about that? Black Panther. Yeah, something like that. All right, next week I'm coming up with the battle for next week. Next week. (laughs) Next week's battle. I got. I got a real quick question for. I got a real quick question for Checkmate because he didn't get the chance to do the first one. All right, between Goku and Superman, who will win? Checkmate. Who what? Goku versus Superman. Who wins? Oh, Goku. What? Thank you. Oh yeah. That's why. See, that's that trig education right there. <laughs> Seriously, man, that, that's so funny because me and David did go to waiting to, and you two did go to trig. <laughs> wow. That's why we the real wild cat. So real. Whatever. Whatever. That man. No, he's Goku. Mm-mm. <laughs> Come on. No, not even. Man. You know, I was going to pick, you know what I, what I was debating between? I was going to do One Punch Man versus the Hulk, but I said, nah. Uh, <laughs> next week episode is Ryu <laughs> versus Liu Kang. Nah. Yeah. 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 I said the same thing. Oh, oh my God. In the two days it is. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. It takes you about five minutes to catch up on what we're talking about. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I need to catch the catch up on the past three hours. Uh, uh. Uh, let's see, man. Before we get out of here, um, I know we got a bunch of conventions coming up. I know that we're going to. Yes. Some of us are going to be attending. I actually did find out about another. I found out another convention in Houston. And it's there's an anime one. Um, that's coming up as well um, that I did not know about that one of my friends had posted on their page. Um, let me see what this thing is called real quick. Then we got, um, I know we got Kamakalooza that's coming up. I'll definitely, me and Young will probably definitely be at that one. That one looks pretty pretty stacked with a lot of uh, a lot of talent going to be in that one. Uh, what's the other one? Oh, it's called Anime... Masura is April 7th through April 9th. It's going to be at the Georgia Brown Convention Center. It's a Japanese, yes, like a Japanese anime. Um, and then at Fan Expo in Dallas, which that's going to be where uh, our correspondent that does like our video reviews uh, at Fan Expo, this is going to be in Dallas. She'll actually be, Stan Lee will be there. So, uh, we man. What? Yep. So, uh, when I, is it? It's, uh, this one is March 31st to the 2nd. In Dallas. Oh and, man! Yeah, so right. hopefully she can get us some footage of Stanley, or maybe get them get in a question or two. But we'll see. So, um, but yeah, man, good episode, good episode five. Um, just so for those of the new listeners of Nerdflow, uh, new episodes are available every Thursday. Uh, if you like to get uh, speeding game or anime rundown, just go over to patreon.com forward slash nerdflow. Um, even as little as a, it doesn't, you don't have to donate to the podcast. The best thing you can do is subscribe to us. But if you choose to do so, um, you can donate through Patreon and, and you can get access to bonus shows. You can get this episode early. Uh, we're available on Sprinker, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. We're now on TuneIn Radio as well. Um, also, um, like us on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash Nerdflow Podcast. Uh, we have our Twitch channel, which is Nerdflow Gaming. Uh, Young will be streaming um, Neo on there until he turns blue in the face. Um, <laughs> then we also got um, a Nerdflow YouTube channel as well. You can also get episodes on uh, our YouTube channel. So every time we post new episodes, also posters on our YouTube as well. Um, I'll be doing some Let's Plays uh, later on this month of all of the new new games that'll be coming out that I'll be picking up for my birthday or that I will be getting. So, uh, But I think that's it, y'all. And um, I think we're out of here. All right. Hello!
All right. In a quiet place, if they hear you, they hunt you. Critics are calling A Quiet Place a terrifying thriller that demands to be seen in a crowded theater. A remarkable achievement. It's the most original and scariest movie in years. Who are we if we can't protect them? Emily Blunt, John Krasinski. A Quiet Place, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Tomorrow night.